Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to bluenile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's bluenile.com. bluenile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. My name is Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us. The Fab Four are back in your ears. It's the preview show. Ooh, yeah. We're still remote, but we're still bringing you your podcast. What's happened to Pete? I don't know. What do you mean? You sound like a pirate. <laughs> I've been on the rum for about five days since the last record. So, uh... hang on, rum or run? I thought you said run as well. Yeah. <laughs> Being on the run now would be doubly irresponsible, to be honest, wouldn't it? <laughs> you can't go anywhere. At least you've been out and bought something other than Campari, even if it is rum. Yeah. <laughs> well, being on the being on the run would dictate that it's presumably you wouldn't want to hang out with anybody. So maybe it is the responsible thing to do. You can keep moving, just make sure you're alone. Yeah, I suppose going going on the run in a gang is a holiday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pete, give us a blast of your musical instrument. Come on. What? You got something? You... I mean, at least give me. Let me know that I've got to do it. <laughs> as, if, as, as if you weren't planning on doing it. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It was only yeah. a matter of time before this started to happen, really. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby! Mad Willie reforming. <laughs> When's the Harley Davidson arriving, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a very quiet uh, meltdown. I'm having a very quiet uh, midlife crisis. Imagine if you walked into Pete's, ha- Pete's flat in uh, Soho and uh, in the living room, he had like a really massive, inappropriate Harley Davidson. How do you get it up the stairs? Yeah, I've built it piece by piece. I can't get it out. <laughs> to be honest, Luke, having an Isovox uh, vocal booth in my uh, in my front room is uh, is just as uh, disruptive. I can't do my wee fit. Oh, that's a shame. I can't do my wee ring fit. Oh, mate, my giddy aunt. Well, Peter, we we, we do feel for you. We really, really do. Mm. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to start by saying that this would have been International Week, and that made me miss oh, oh. even more. <laughs> I yeah, there's a really sad note in your in your voice there, Marcus. I feel for you in particular here because this is where you are most at home, isn't it? Forget, international football. Forget those Liverpool fans. Think of me, ladies and gentlemen. I exactly. should be enjoying friendly matches against Italy and Denmark this week, but no, it's not happening. Um, which is which is a great shame. And uh, of course, um, the return date of the 30th of April for the Premier League and all and all the rest of football that will be put back. Surely there will yeah. be announcements set for. For next week. That's my birthday. What, 30th of April? Yeah, it mm. is. Do we have to move my birthday back as well? You are unbelievable to telling the listeners when they all need to tweet you <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you will roughly get exactly the same amount of guests to your birthday as you would do normally. 
Yeah, and I think you've moved your birthday back a few times, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Russell Kane. <laughs> Naughty. Russell Kane, Oi. <laughs> the... <laughs> The FA, though, has announced that this season is over for some of the the non-league clubs, those divisions below the National League North and South. So the results for this season in in, in those leagues will be expunged. It seems brutal when it happens. It does. (laughs) Yeah, it does, doesn't it? We were saying not that long ago... That you know, the, the season will probably be null and void unless they can fulfil the fixtures in the summer, and and I think, I think that we'll have to wait and see. But I think we were sort of idly saying that. Whereas now that they've they've actually said of of, of some of these leagues further down the pyramid, much further down the pyramid, no, no, it's over. It's kind of like, oh my goodness. It's brutal, Luke. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, a friend of mine, Danny, uh, who's a manager of uh, a team called Infinity FC, who are currently riding high in the Hampshire Premier League. Mm. Um, what name they, like they're that? Unbeaten. Yeah, they're unbeaten. Exactly. Yeah, they're unbeaten. Um, they um, were on on course for a record breaking season. I think they were six games away from ah. the record breaking season in that at that level of football. Um, it's all torn up and started again. And then when you see it firsthand, he's a good friend of mine, and the and the amount of effort he goes to 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 get the team going, to do all the travelling. Because at that level, as a, as a manager, you have to do quite a lot of different stuff. It's just him and the assistant. Uh, and for that all to go to waste, he was saying to me. Um, he gave an interview in the local paper down in Portsmouth and he was saying to me on the on the phone yesterday look it's it's kind of really difficult at this point to 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 even think about motivating mm. myself and the boys to to do the whole thing again next season it's really yeah. really soul destroying for them but unfortunately we live in a world uh, now where football mm. is 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 very much second fiddle and what's really important is um is people's health and safety and and and, and wellness and so it, but there are still uh, huge amounts of regrets about it, and and you can understand that. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what do you reckon, Jim? Do you do you still think to yourself, oh, it could happen to the Premier League, and that would probably go in Arsenal's favour? <laughs> uh, would it? Um, I, I feel like actually we should probably hold our hands up on that. I, I feel like perhaps we were we were wrong about the idea of the voided season. Although again, I would would make the point that we said. Speak for yourself, Jim. I'm never wrong. <laughs> Can I can I speak for you as well though? Um, I think obviously we did make the caveat as we said before that if the fixtures can't be replayed, that would maybe be what 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 should happen. But I think the the direction the Premier League are talking about going in is the right one to make sure this this season is finished um, in uh, in in any eventuality. And, And you're right, Marcus. It seems brutal. It just seems really harsh and you know it, without even having a dog in that fight not that I would fight dogs um it, it, it does feel like this huge step backwards for people that have, have put a lot into a thing and, and it's that that exact problem isn't it of motivating yourself to do something you've effectively already done but yeah. Jim just just to cut in on on the on the idea that of what the Premier League are doing there are some I mean, it's very early days at time of recording and we don't have any particular insight into this but there's a as far as I know I certainly don't but there is there are rumblings among Premier League chairmen mm-hmm. and uh, decision makers at Premier League clubs about whether they will finish the season now it's been reported in the athletic mm. this morning mm. that there's a few um uh, people at the top of the Premier League who feel a little bit unsettled about what's happening and, and are starting to think that football isn't important at all and what's really important is that we get through this pandemic and um, however long it takes is however long it takes and yeah. if it's not viable to finish the season after that then um, it may not be they, they may not be able to because it's just not a priority so it's really worth watching that situation develop with interest I think because ultimately mm. As I said a couple of minutes ago, football isn't hugely important in this in this situation. Mm. Well, I think we can all agree that whatever does happen, of course, is that Celtic should be given the league title in Scotland. Well, that's really on Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, <laughs> to hand yeah. over. <laughs> I think Pete Donaldson should be given the Scottish Premiership title. I think so. He's got that. Um, he's got that Rangers slash Celtic kit. Yeah, that I think might take off. Pete, are you the yeah. unifying presence that, that that people need at this difficult time? <laughs> Look, I'll I'll have a I'll have a dab at anything. I'll have a dab at anything. Like <laughs> Scotland, sectarianism, yeah. anything. I'll sort it all out. Is there a problem that Pete Dawson can't solve? Pete, it's over to you. Hello? Yeah. Israel Palestine, come on, lads. <laughs> Let's sort sure. this out. 
<laughs> it's an idea. Peter, would you would you care to have a dab at Mike Ashley at this time? I mean, he's managed to still still, still come across as a bell end during this uh, this terrible time we find Key ourselves. Key worker in. Mike Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the round of applause last night for Mike Ashley? Should have been. That's who I was clapping for. <laughs> Deary me. No doubt. I mean, to be fair, in, in many ways, the NHS has been uh, slashed for years thanks to uh, governmental uh, interference. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's their job, but uh, obviously there's been a, a massive period of austerity. Uh, Mike Ashley is very much into austerity when it comes to running football clubs and also... Yeah, Mike Slashley. His shops yeah. as well. So it's been... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's he's been a weird anti-hero that we, we thought we never needed So uh, <laughs> in this in this crisis. Is but, he an anti-hero? to him. Fair play Pete, to him. He, he, he put out he put out a statement, didn't he? I think it was this morning or late last night, apologising for the idea that of how it was handled about leaving mm-hmm. the shops open and stuff. And then he said that all of his um, haulage kind of uh, resources would happily be used, given to people who need to use them um, more than more than they did, which I suppose is, is kind of admirable. Eventually, mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> but is it true that he's still pushing through the renewal of Newcastle United season tickets, regardless though? Yeah, the direct debits have been taken out of the uh, people's bank account. So uh, <laughs> unlike other clubs like Brighton, who've delayed the supporters' uh, uh, direct debits so that they can sort of manage their finances a little bit better, obviously people aren't going to be working uh, through this crisis or they're going to get paid reduced uh, wages. But Mike Ashley uh, and, his, and his cronies uh, seem to think that it's acceptable to take. Well, someone's got to pay uh, for those lorries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when you say yeah. that Mike Ashley is offering his haulage, he does mean the drivers, right? He's not going to be pulling the <laughs> lorries along the motorway himself, like some sort of teeth, like record, man thing. Yeah, like one of those record breakers pulling an aeroplane along yeah. with their teeth. Yeah. Just doing everything he can to repair his reputation. But um, <laughs> Brighton also Brighton also said, didn't they? They sort of pled with other clubs to do the same thing that they're doing. So if it gets to the point where other football teams are begging you to rethink your policy towards your own season ticket holders, <laughs> then you've got to have a look at yourself. But then, I mean, who knows what Mike Ashley's getting up to at home? Probably power drinking, not a dry fireplace in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyable. Enjoyable. Did you see in, uh, in there's a little bit of transfer news, uh, or, or rumours rather, that, that uh, Jose Mourinho said he's interested in signing Diego Godin from Inter. And I just thought, obviously, obviously, what a Mourinho <laughs> man that would be. Yeah, you can, you can make that one up. Yeah. <laughs> you can just make that one up and be completely comfortable that no one's going to deny it, really. To be fair to Mourinho, he was out and about recently. He was pictured uh, on, on, on social media, helping out um, in sort of various ways. Do you really want that, though? I, I'm not sure. He was at a shelter somewhere, wasn't he? But the, the exacting standards of the man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, if you, if you, I don't know, if you, you put one foot wrong in any slight way, he's not talking to you, he's undermining you, he's mm-hmm. telling the boss that you're terrible. I don't think I'd want Jose Mourinho volunteering anywhere I'm involved. I think that's very spiteful, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe he was just making omelets with who is it? Claudio out of Claudio Pizarro and, and the other players. Do you remember that years ago? The omelet chat. What did he do? Do you remember years ago when he was first Chelsea manager and he was saying about how we we want to make a good omelet? To make a good omelet, you need good eggs. Like, and he started naming I think like Claudio Pizarro, who Chelsea had signed. Probably mentioned Frank Lampard because he's loved him. Okay, these are good omelets. So that makes a good. These are good eggs. That makes a good omelet, or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell, but I completely, I can completely yeah. believe it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, food and misusing it, uh, um, James Milner um, oh, doing yeah. his, uh, mm. his his little uh, eleven about uh, was it like, a, like it was like a coronavirus kind of like self isolation eleven or something. I can't yeah, it was remember. Like a, a visual yeah. visual pun eleven, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, he um, he. Put like he had like a burger and that was on the floor. Yeah, because he, he was pointing at stuff. I was like, "Stop Patrick putting all your food on the floor, Patrick Burger." Yes, but he put Patrick Burger on the floor. It's like, don't put food on the floor, James Milner. Honestly, but the, it was in a container, wasn't it? Yeah, but it still looked very wasteful. Looked rank, to be fair. <laughs> well, yeah. in my experience, Patrick Burger always stayed in his feet, so that's poor that he's put him on the floor. Like that. <laughs> very, very it reminded me. Did, did you ever watch Bottom with Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson when they have that game of, of chess? Yes, it sort of reminded good. me of that for some reason. That's how I actually play chess. Just think, think all the pieces can move wherever they want. Yeah, indeed. Um, did you see that Odie Nagala has been offered a two-year extension at his parent club, Shanghai Shenhua, worth four hundred grand a week? And I thought uh, to myself, not now, Shanghai. Yeah, I was going to say. 
This is so tenuous for him, though, isn't it? Because he wants to stay at Man United and see if he can win a contract, but he, he doesn't have any games in which to do it. So yeah. I really I really feel for Regalo. I want this to work out for him. I think we all do. But um, what, a, what a difficult set of circumstances, shall we say. But he could be of the opinion that, look, it's, it's not, not my fault the football stopped. And when I was called upon, I did exactly what I was asked to do. Mm. And I'll continue yeah. to do that. And maybe push for the idea that people at Man United have seen enough for, to, for them to take a chance on him because um, and, and, and I know we, we well I say we it was mostly me mocked him uh, when he came to United clearly he loves the club he wants to be there he's clearly an absolute worker as well and he's offered them something I and mean, he's contributed when he's been asked to yeah. um, and and I would I would be of the opinion that Manchester United need a bit of that at the why moment why did you mock you know, him when he went there I didn't mock him I just mocked Man United for doing it didn't I yeah. oh, okay. well, the, the, it, was, uh, it, it felt to me like a ridiculous deal for for a club the size of Man United to do, given the circumstances that were reported at the time about how they went after him, where they allegedly went after, or it was reported, they went after Josh King at Bournemouth. They turned them down, and then United went back to Josh King's agent and said, have you got anyone else? And he said, oh, I've got Odie Nagalo. And that, That's to right. me, felt like a bit of a strange way of doing business <laughs> for a club the size of Man United. So that, let, let's be honest, Marcus, that, that, that situation was roundly mocked on the <laughs> ramble, as it would be. Um, but to roundly. be fair to Agarlo, he's, yeah, he's, um, he's stepped up when he's been asked to and, he, and he's contributed. So, you know, the joke's on me, really, again, once again. And you imagine that uh, football will be starting in uh, China before it starts over here. So, you know, he'll have football to, be, to, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of players uh, in in China, um, you know, top players that are from South America or, or Europe or Africa, as the case is with Agallo, of course. I've been watching the uh, Amazon documentary on the Brazilian team from the Copa America uh, last year, mm. the all or nothing thing. And I was, it was always nice to see um, various players and, and so on and so forth. And I started thinking about uh, Oscar, who played for Chelsea. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I suddenly thought, hang he's on. He's a good player. I was like, he's still there. And he is. He's at Shanghai SIPG. I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. a shortened version of that <laughs> name. But, uh, but he's in Shanghai. And I thought, oh, yeah, I remember he left Chelsea in about 2016. He was brilliant. He'd won the league, he he, you know, and also he, he, he got 47 he caps. huge money as well. Yeah, he was one of their sort of starting players in the 2014 World Cup as well. I'm not sure. I don't think he's played for Brazil in the last sort of few years since he's gone to China. I mean, I think he scored a lot of goals out in China. But I did think to myself, yeah. come on, Oscar, you've, you've had your run. It's about time you come back to Europe or something, or something <laughs> like that, you know. It's only 28. Yeah, I know. I, I suddenly f- completely forgot about this really, really skillful, technically gifted attacking midfielder who contributed a lot when he came to the Premier League and, and has contributed to the Brazilian national team. I was like, oh, blimey. Well, it's, it's interesting um, about whether he would be able to come back and, and if, if he's only 28, I mean, you'd think he would because he, look what happened with Axel Witzel, who's now playing in the heart of the Dortmund midfield mm. and you know, mm. doing pretty well. Uh, and he was, I'm, I'm fairly certain he was picked for the Belgian national team throughout that period when he was in China. Of course, he wasn't there as long as Oscar's been there. But if Oscar's been roundly ignored by football in general, which I think he has, because that's the first time I've heard his name or seen his name mentioned in years, um, then he, I mean, maybe his priority is just to secure as much money as he can for his future and for his family. And obviously that's his decision. But you'd think he would have done that by now. So come back, mm. come yeah. back and uh, show us what you're made of, because it'd be great Absolutely. to see him back in Europe. I completely forgot about his existence. It's weird yeah. to hear his name even. Well, well, Yannick Carrasco came back. He's been on loan at Atletico Madrid, although I, I don't know how much he's played and so on. But still, though, there is that, um, you know, he has sort of come back in some capacity. Even Yakubu mm. came back for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, he popped up at, was it Reading Less in the FA Cup? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I do not know what happened to make him leave China and come back here. For Reading. <laughs> the thing that... Uh, I mean, China's not a one-way street anymore, anyway. Like, China, Turkey, and big uh, leagues um, spat big old uh, amounts of money on, on footballers. Um, people do come back and they do succeed. Uh, you just kind of worry about, is he learning? has he learned anything in the last three years? Is he going to come back a better footballer? Probably not, but he was clearly bossing it at Chelsea. So, uh, yeah, come back. Yeah, Let's see come you. back for crying out loud. Pete, would you go to China for um, for, for money if you were a footballer? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, of course I would. I'm, I'm, I'm in Japan all the time. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Going on holiday to Japan is not the same as moving to China as a footballer, though, is it? G- give, me a, give me a ticket now, I'll go. I'll go now. <laughs> now? You can't. You're not allowed. I'm yeah. already packing my ISOVOX. 
Oh, dear. Well, speaking of those who left football for a bit, that's as best I can do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Royce and Drenther. Who's heard yeah, about Royce yeah. and Drenther? The ex-Real Madrid, Everton and Sheffield Wednesday player who was once tipped for big things. He retired at 29. He had a little dabble with music, as we all have. Pete's already had one today, even, um, when he left football. Uh, he's now starring in a crime drama in the Netherlands called Mokro Mafia. Mm. What? Yeah, how about that? He's, he's That's starring. unbelievable. Yeah, his, his career is a um, is a um, a strange, strange thing because, of course, everyone loved him. He was rated as a kid, wasn't he? And he went to Real oh, yeah. Madrid. Um, safe to say, it might have been a touch too early yes. for him. Um, <laughs> and everything's been difficult, shall we say, since then. And I'm including a lone spell at Everton in that. Oh, yeah. Um, but to retire at 29 and now be an actor, good on him. Is yeah, he actually any yeah. good? Have you seen him well, or not? I, I watched the trailer and I can't tell if he's any good because it's in Dutch. Um, <laughs> and and in the po- the Instagram post he did about about this announcing it, he said, uh, I am more than excited to show you the, this other side of Royston, but I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. In the third person, which which is great. And mm. between acting and, and football, he was also a rapper for a bit called Royer Two Faces. And I feel like mm. his life is almost like how a little boy imagines his life might go. It's like, yeah, I'll be a footballer and then I'll be a rapper and then I'll be an actor. Um, but he's actually <laughs> living it in a quite underwhelming way. It's like the yeah. guy out of the uh, E Street band uh, who obviously, well, he was in The Sopranos, wasn't he? And then he, Stephen and then he did Van like Zandt. Mm. Yeah, and then, and then he was in like a Norwegian big chunky jumper kind of yeah, Lily Hammer. Kind of, Lily Hammer. Yeah. And I, I remember sort of being in, uh, I went to Bruce Springsteen's tour in Norway and Steve Van Zandt was like the biggest star. He was bigger than Bruce Springsteen in Norway. It was the weirdest thing. So maybe Royston will be big licks in the Netherlands. It'd be like a massive star. He's, and, and he plays uh, he plays Silvio Dante in uh, The Sopranos, uh, mm. and he, he's just so good in it. He's the only he's the only character in The Sopranos a little bit cartoony, but yeah. it's, it's just lovely to see him. Like it's not he's a bit over the top, but it's fine just to have one. You're allowed your one mm. over the top yeah. cartoony character, and he's definitely that. Uh, but mm. Drent, Drenter also opened up a clothing store as well, apparently. So he's done a bit of everything. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, he's done a bit of everything badly, hasn't he? <laughs> I think we can all, we can all relate to that, can't we? Everything he's done, he's done badly, but he's tried it a lot. Well, I think he's he's tried lots of things and given up when they've become hard. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lesson in that for all of us. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, though, you, you, I, I totally take the point, and I understand that it's not sort of black and white. There's there's a lot of shades of grey. But, you know, he did play for Real Madrid. I mean, I wouldn't mind to have as bad a football career as he had. He, he was another one who went to Reading, like Yakubu. Have a bit of respect. He he is a funny one though in terms of Madrid signings though because like they've got the odd Julian Falbert in there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Falling asleep on the bench at the Bernabeu. Come on, how dare you? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, I mean, far better players wouldn't dare. You're lucky to be there as it is. <laughs> it's a message for the team, Jim. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a quick break, and after which we'll have some emails. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway, everybody. Right, chaps, what's been going on in Ramble Town? Yes, it's time for me to uh, remind everyone about the existence of our Patreon for a number of reasons. It's patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. If you sign up before five o'clock today, Friday, the 27th of March, you will be eligible to win a signed and framed 1990 England shirt by the great Paul Gascoigne. So Paul Gascoigne signed signed and framed England shirt, um, courtesy of our friends at icons.com. Bloody good eggs they are at icons.com. Thank you very much for getting involved and, and giving people a further incentive to sign up to our Patreon, which is a fantastic place. You also get plenty of extra content over there. You get a weekly Ramble On episode, which is best of stuff and behind the scenes stuff. You get a weekly mailbag show. You get Marcus's Speller Time videos. You get access to our Discord. Uh, it's all there in different tiers for you to take a look at you'd be supporting us through this really difficult time as well we'd really very much appreciate it thank you very much to everyone who signed up so far please go and do so now patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily we'll love you forever we'll see you on the discord and we can't wait to see one of you win that signed shirt as well Mm, the Discord threw up um, something very interesting this week, a revelation from you, Marcus, when talking oh, yeah. about um, people talking about the jobs they had when they were younger. And <laughs> it came up that when you were a young a young and in Scotland, you, you had a bacon round. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to explain what that is? And before you do explain that, Marcus, um, how have we got to 13 years of doing this show and that's never been mentioned before? Yeah. That is absolutely outrageous in my it's opinion. It's a duty. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the, he wants the uh, the legend to to grow. Well, it, it, it's as it sounds, you know. I I had a paper round for a bit, as I'm sure most of us did, and I also had a bacon round. <laughs> that isn't the logical leap you seem to think it is. I've never no. heard of that before. Well, you haven't lived. I mean, I don't know what's going on down old Russianville, where you boys are from, but uh, <laughs> up in Russiaville, you're having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I used to have. Uh, Couple of buckets of bacon, and it was <laughs> buckets. Buckets. <laughs> well, where, Marcus, else? I don't think you understand, right? Things that used to be delivered to your house, right? Newspapers, yeah. milk, lemonade, orange juice. If you're lucky, drugs. They're the only things. Okay, <laughs> they're the only things that get delivered to your house. Peter, Peter, had a drug round. If people, <laughs> I'm going to do the emails in a minute. If people have ever heard of anyone having, or even better, if you've had one yourself, a bacon round, <laughs> go at footballroundwithdaily.com. Yeah. Marcus, what were your prices? Uh, <laughs> well, the reason why they were in... By the way, I'd, we had bacon delivered today. I mean, it was with a milk round and so on. So it does... There is That's the legacy, anyway. Answer the question. Um, it was £1.50. You get free bacon because you're like a veteran. <laughs> not, in, not in Southwest London. I'm yeah. not. You're like being in the Freemasons. <laughs> do you talk? Do you take it to the? Do you talk to the the bacon delivery man? Going, oh yeah, the oldest game in town. Listen, I used yeah. to. I was a kid. Man and boy, man and boy. <laughs> Buckets are lighter than they used to be. Anyway, listen, Marcus is Marcus is a pork mason. Marcus, what were your prices? Do you remember the the lilt advert when they used to say, "Here come the lilt man"? Well, that was a bit yeah. like me, but "Here come the bacon man." Yeah. Uh, Here come the pig was, man. It was <laughs> it, uh, so a packet of smoked was one pound fifty two. Packet of non smoked was one pound forty eight. I'd pay the extra four pence. Yeah, four absolutely. Pennies of smoking. Yeah, the price on the smoke. <laughs> so Marcus, as well, as I understand this, you wore a, you had a little like white like butcher's jacket, didn't you? And I love the idea of that because a white jacket can mean a lot of things. Just imagine the people of of Scotland at the time just spying you coming up the driveway, going, "Oh, I wonder what this little scientist can want." <laughs> if you want, I'll cook on some burner. Yeah, we <laughs> said the people of Scotland. It was just very much a neighbourhood of Edinburgh. I was going around. I wasn't yeah. cycling the nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some you of know, those rounds on the West, Western Isles will be absolutely hellish. The bacon boys late again. Well, uh, <laughs> I can't get up to the Isle of Skye. I'm afraid. Sorry. No, it was it was in my little neighbourhood in Edinburgh. Yeah, but a few. But it, it was. I wasn't the only one. It was. It carried on for years. Oh, I mean, it ice cream like was. The, it was a bit like yeah. the Phantom, you know. You just whoever yeah. had the white jacket was. 
was, was you know, <laughs> was the, the, the bacon <clears throat> boy. Was the talk yeah. of the town, yeah. So are you, are you kind of touting yourself as some sort of superhero then? Well, I think I am. I mean, I yeah. suppose actually I, I would greatly appreciate someone who just brought me bacon. Although I want to know more about the bucket. <laughs> like, was it all just like raw in the bucket? Exactly. So like if you're like, if you're in a white court with like a buckets full of meat, you look like a medical student just selling body parts. It's so weird. Yeah. No, they were in packets. They were selling body parts. They were body parts of a pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like getting individual rashes of bacon out, waving them around. Do you want that one? <laughs> <laughs> that one's got a bit of fluff on it. You're very defensive about this. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm surprised how ridiculous your suggestions are with what went on in the bacon round. The buckets were white. <laughs> you are defending the, the, the old boys club that is the, the bacon bucket men. The bacon boys. But there's a lot of honour of being a former bacon boy. And, Fabulous and... bacon boys. Oh, Marcus, what, Marcus, what would they have called it in Northern Ireland? Uh, oh. A bacon cool. rind. A, a rind, bacon rind. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's a, plan, it's a play. It's a, it's a play on the word rind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Rind you like that? Yeah. No, not much. Fair enough. Shaking bacon, Stevens. Do get in touch if you if you are f- familiar with the, the Bacon Boys. Yeah, I, I bring the bacon more. home so you don't have to. Was our slogan? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. It wasn't really. Should have been though. Mister Trick there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have some emails with PTD. It's time for emails with PED. Hello to uh, Mark, who's got in touch. Uh, memories of the 2012 Olympics. Dear Football Ramble, uh, I've been meaning to write this email for several weeks now, but with so much time on my hands, I thought it was finally worth typing it out. As Luke mentioned a while back, uh, how awesome the Super Saturday of the 2012 Summer Olympics was. I remember my own experience. At the time, I was sat in an Irish pub in Bath watching the events unfold when suddenly the Burnley first team rolled in. They were in town for a preseason friendly. Wow. The rest of the evening, the rest of the evening was uh, spent watching uh, Brian Jensen ordering so much vodka the pub ran out. While the whole team <laughs> shouted, "Go on, more!" as he sprinted to victory. A grand time was had by all. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for that one. That's amazing. What kind of other players would be around in the um, in the in the Burnley team at that point? Mm. I mean, I can't. I mean, they were in the championship at the time, so you probably think talking about Ross Wallace. And um, <laughs> Sam Vokes, Charlie Austin, Charlie Austin was brilliant yes, that season. There, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd have been there. So, but that'd have been a real treat for everyone concerned. He'd have, he'd have put them away. Oh, big time! Trippier, the Trips, Kieran Trips would have been was there. Trips, there was he? Would it, was it Charlie? Was it Charlie Austin, or do you mean Danny Ings? No, Austin was there, mate. Oh, Scored right. loads of goals that season. I forgot mm. that. Mm. Well, here's oh, one from Harry. Joke. It's a joke. Harry says, hi, gang. Thought I'd chip in with the multiple red card match theme. Luke asked us to send in multiple red cards in one match, which takes me back to Leeds United 4, MK Dons 1. Of all the places to go and act like twats, the Dons took it upon themselves to impersonate Leeds as two centre-backs and a central midfielder got sent off to leave um, uh, MK Dons with eight men in April 2010. Uh, They proceeded to lose 4-1. The referee was Michael Oliver. Uh, Carl Robinson uh, said after the match, uh, when referees get it wrong, you can tell by the reaction of opposition players. I don't think many of their players thought that uh, Doombe was sent was the sending off. Obviously, forgetting that there was two other red cards, and it would have made no difference at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Mike says, uh, "Evening, guys. The Boyer uh, Dyer chat. Oh, we oh, had yeah. a bit of a scrap for Newcastle United back in the day. Uh, reminded me of a lesson on Spurs game away to Stoke, where uh, when uh, Benoit uh, Esokoto and Vedran Koyuka uh, came to blows on the pitch. It doesn't stick out in the popular memory much. Mainly, I think, because it was overshadowed in the same game by Julio uh, Gomez bruising a rib and fully bursting into tears on the pitch. We also oh. lost three 0 <laughs> so a great day all round. I don't remember that match, but it sounds fucking brilliant. I miss football so much. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. I love Gomez. Did, did he not? Um, did he start the final for Watford uh, when Man City beat them six nil? I think he did. Um, and that I think was like you're right, yeah. that was going to be his last game of, of professional football, and it was that, that was quite sad. Uh, hmm. So that's why he's crying. Yeah, I don't, I, but he seems like such a, a, a nice chap. Nicknamed the Octopus, is he? I think so. Yeah, I think he's still on Watford's books though. I don't think he retired after right. that six and lethal. Well, I'm not not leaving that the last note. <laughs> He's still in the changing room, <laughs> just processing it all. Yeah, maybe, quite possibly, Jim. 
Yeah. Hello to uh, hello to Fergus. Uh, everyday footballers. Evening ramblers. I thought as there's bugger else all to do uh, at the moment, I'd reignite the long-running topic of seeing footballers in everyday situations. I wondered, though, if I could uh, go one step further and mention seeing footballers acting strangely in everyday situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fine. Acting strangely. Ideal. Uh, my, friend's dad, my friend's dad recently told me a story that he was once on a long-haul first-class flight sat across the aisle from none other than Stephen Gerrard. Oh. He said that for the whole flight... Gerard just sat there blankly staring to the headrest of the seat in front. When, he, when we asked him whether Gerard did anything else, he said no. He didn't read, he didn't listen to music, he didn't get a drink or even watch the TV. He just sat in total silence and looked straight ahead. He ended the uh, story by just saying, God, footballers are thick, aren't they? How, how, long, <laughs> how long was the flight, though? How long was it? I mean, over an hour, that's a bit weird, isn't it? I think so, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. If he had a lot on his mind or he was trying to... I don't know, figure out some tactical conundrum, then, then it's not that weird. <laughs> Get a pen and maybe, paper out. Maybe no. you had a terrible hangover. You, possible. Maybe you did play, play the golf game on the back on the seat backs. Play one of those little video games. Play a bit of poker or something. No one uses those, do they? No one plays yeah. them. I'm a don at the golf game. I, uh, uh, my mate and I, when we... on the f- links, me? <laughs> my mate and I, when we flew to Cuba a few years ago, we won the... Um, uh, you know what's the flipping? Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, oh yeah, on the, yeah. On the, yeah okay, we won yeah. it, and we were so elated. And I, and I, part of me sort of looked up, expecting like the captain to come down and kind of present us with something. <laughs> Give you some bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I too was a bacon rounder. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. What do you, where do you think his plane's going? I'm delivering. I'm delivering bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hannah Lilly also got in touch saying, don't have a go at geography teachers. Luke should be very proud to be considered to pass as one of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, listen, I can, I can pass as one of you when I dress badly, but as soon mm. as I am asked to name a capital city, the whole yeah. conceit unravels very quickly. That's so, not true. You're uh, very good, Luke. Yeah. Thank you. very. Oh, thanks, Marcus. Give me one now. What's the capital of Mongolia? Kenya. Mongolia's Ulaanbaatar. See, that's nice. so good, isn't it? See, don't yeah, thanks, put you... We didn't even practice that either. No. Mm. I knew that you knew you it. Should, um, you should put an elbow patch on your jacket for that. I'm not wearing a jacket, <laughs> so it'd have to just be, all, it'd just be on my skin, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like a big plaster. Get a tattoo? Yeah, I could do. I'll do that next for next time. <laughs> um, I'm, it's, it, can we get a quick uh, what we're wearing uh, check? I'm wearing um, PJ Bottoms and a Newcastle United hoodie. Nice. I am, I've actually been dressing in the most... Ex- extravagant things i own uh just just I, for some reason that's what i'm doing to stay sane even though i think it implies the opposite but today i'm, I'm actually just wearing black jeans and an orange t-shirt i've i've, I've rested oh. that uh marcus i, su- I presume okay. you're wearing your white bacon jacket correct else. <laughs> yeah i'm wearing tracksuit bottoms and a pink t-shirt oh mm. makes it makes the boys wink we were sharing <laughs> pictures of like where we were recording on on the whatsapp uh, together and uh marcus genuinely looks like he's recording in home base yeah, your 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 recording studio looks bloody lovely, Marcus. Yeah, it's this beautiful kind of like wooden walled, kind of like beautifully lit, uh, kind of show voiceover booth. Mm. <laughs> well, what less would you expect from the King of Surrey? Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, very. It's yeah. It's quite. Uh, it's a Scandinavian design that uh, my mm. wife did all the legwork on, and uh, and fortunately, at that time in the morning, you get the sunshine come in and it and it illuminates it quite beautifully. So I snapped, uh, I snapped the photo there. It's lovely. Uh, do you want a final email, guys? Yeah, Love one, yeah. mate. Love one. Uh, this is from Tom Woods. Hola, Ramblers, and greeting from, greetings from uh, Madrid, where everything is just fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> while, it, while the entire world turns upside down, some things remain constant, namely the continued misfortunes of Kevin Keegan. Sharing with you two examples that two weeks of binge-watching and podcast listening has turned up. Uh, after the much-lauded 1-0 defeat against Germany in the final game at Wembley, there is a famous shot of Keegan walking from the pitch soaked in the rain. At this point, he kicked away a flattened drinks can in frustration, presumably knowing his time as national team boss was over. What is less known uh, is that the can went on to hit FA uh, Managing Director Adrian Bevington on the back of the leg, causing a deep gash that required hospital treatment. <laughs> oh, oh uh, no. Andy Cole, uh, in an interview about his career, Andy Cole only has glowing memories about his time at Newcastle, uh, except for perhaps when he was a, uh, when he was recruited. As a red-hot youngster at Bristol City, Cole was naturally on the radar of some of the country's biggest clubs, so imagine his excitement when he received a call from the one and only Kevin Keegan. He comes to the phone, waiting to hear what his legend of the game uh, has to say to him, and he says, Hi, Adrian. Yeah, <laughs> the rest is history. Why can't you be more like Peter Schmeichel? <laughs> 
But uh, thank you very much to uh, Tom for that uh, email. Very enjoyable. You email short football ramble daily dot com. And now Pete is reading it out. Well done. And there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely round of emails. Much like a lovely round of bacon, of course. And now it's time <laughs> for Time Panel. Yes, indeed. Each week on uh, Football Ramble Daily, um, we select a Ramble episode synopsis from the past at random, and um, we can uh, we just discuss what we remember about it. Well, we haven't done it at random this week Ooh. because one of our lovely listeners selected this episode for us uh, on Twitter. Adam Burton, aka Nobby Burton, and uh, <laughs> is um is is the um the episode he selected is dog not dead from the 13th of october 2010 oh, and the synopsis i know oh, way back way back the synopsis is as follows the ramblers take a shifty at the weekend's international fixtures casting a glance so sideways that they almost damage their retinas they also touch on laurie sanchez's legacy in northern ireland and the president of bolivia puts an opponent down quicker than roy Keane's dog <laughs> <laughs> i think pete's written that synopsis i think so i think he's the so, only yeah. one who uses the word shifty this yeah. was uh... <laughs> This was this was a monumental week in in uh, the the week of football because it was the same week that Andy Carroll got. But it wasn't the same show. I think um, I forget if that was maybe the preview show or or, the, uh, the, or one of the other shows. But it was the same week that Andy Carroll was bailed, and and a part of the conditioned bail was to live with Kevin Nolan and his family. Oh yeah, that, that was yes. incredible. That time I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also that week in in football. Um, Alessandro Del Piero, uh, I think he he equaled Juventus' all-time leading goal scorer on on 178 Serie A goals. And uh, Gian, Gianpero Boniperti, who was the guy he equaled with, said, "I am not a liar, and will tell you straight that it annoyed me a bit <laughs> when when Del Piero." <laughs> I love honesty. I actually listened to this episode because um, I know Jim listened last week, so I thought I'd listen this week. Mm. And I, I've, I've pulled out a few highlights. Um, one is, um, I think it's the first ever mention on a ramble for Neymar. Oh, wow. And, right. and we rally against the idea that um, people shouldn't overcomplicate penalties. And I think one of the direct quotes is, there's a boy in Brazil at the moment, everyone rates him, Neymar. He missed a penalty because he overcomplicated it. Oh, <laughs> things haven't changed much since then. Um, there's also a brilliant story about Federico Makeda. You remember him? Yeah. yeah. He, he made his debut for United, scored that great goal against Aston Villa, then kind of disappeared. But um, there's a there's a great story in the newspapers that week. We played in the championship. Uh, yeah, I think I think, but he's, I mean, for what he was kind of promising sure. to do, his career was a little bit disappointing. But there's a bit picked up in the newspapers that I think they mistranslated on purpose of him calling Wayne Rooney a chav. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and there was also one for you, Jim. Um, Carlos Tevez apparently threatening to quit football back in 2010. He's still playing. <laughs> now. He's still playing now. Yeah. And, Pete, and Pete, at that time, um, you said you felt a lot of sympathy for Carlos because he's so alone in England. Oh, yeah, yeah look. Fish out of water. I came from the northern lands to London. I know how he feels, and yeah. also I'm a Premier League level footballer. Yeah. And the um, and, and the title of the episode, "Dog Not Dead," comes from the idea that everyone said that Roy Keane's dog had died, and he came mm. out angrily and said his dog hadn't died. All oh, right. <laughs> he That's said, fair. and he also he also sort of asked, "What newspaper? What day? What was the day of the newspaper?" Uh, you were reading, and I think I made the the quite salient point that you can't read a newspaper from the future, so therefore, it happened. You know what I mean? So it's either yeah. it, the end of the story for a dog is it that it dies? So surely, even the most up to date newspaper is a best case scenario for that situation. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, I think that's the saddest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> the end of the story for a dog is that it dies. Yeah. Well, well, it's true of all living things, but still, it's just the facts, isn't it? I, I also listened to this. I also listened to this show. I mean, it started with me talking about Lord Byron having a club foot. Uh, it was the uh, birth. Of, <laughs> it was the it was the birth of the uh, Chris Waddle penalty thing. I think that was oh, the yeah. first time we'd mentioned Chris Waddle talking about penalty uh, penalties and uh, Chichester City. A little funny story at the end. Uh, Chichester City. Uh, we don't mention them enough on this ramble, and I'm here to rectify it. Uh, manager <laughs> sacked during a game. 
The manager was sacked during wow. the game. They were playing their big rivals and they were winning. <laughs> God That's mad. I listened to a bit of it as well. And at one point, Luke said that Miroslav Klose would not get Ronaldo's World Cup goal-scoring records. No. And it was also... Um, Come to me also, for the hot takes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was also around the time that Craig Levine um, put Scotland out against the Czech Republic without a striker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah, no. man, that's classic. That, is, that yeah. is absolute classic football story, that, when he did yeah. that. People were fuming at the time. Because that's <laughs> 10 years ago. My goodness. Yeah. I'm still angry about that. Can we call this episode Hot Takes and Cold Bacon, please? <laughs> yes we can oh dear by the way the, you mentioned in the synopsis the president of Bolivia which was at the time Evo Morales I don't mm. think he's still the president of Bolivia um, but yeah he, the, the story was that he was caught on camera kneeing an opponent in the groin during a football game which is quite uh, unpresidential like um, yeah I'd agree although you say that I mean, quite, yeah. there's, there's all sorts of characters being presidents these days mate so that's quite exactly. mild well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, they they played a match. It ended four all. Four players were sent off, including uh, uh, one of the president's bodyguards. I mean, what a match that Did is! They all play for hearts. <laughs> uh, anyway, his bodyguard was playing in the game. Yeah, oh yeah, that is multitasking. Well, uh, after the final whistle, one of the opposition players who had um, been a bit naughty towards the president, uh, police tried to arrest him, <laughs> which is which is mad. Amazing. Don't ever get if if you're about to play a football match and the and you're in South America or, or or any part of Latin America and the president of that country is lining up against you, feign injury and get the hell out of there. Nothing good can yeah. come of that. Yeah. I only scored a goal and I got three months. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just not what you want, is it? Oh dear, ladies and gentlemen, and now it's time for the masked winger. Who's under there? Under the mask. Let's see if we can figure it out. Who's under there? Under the mask. Let's see if we can figure it out. It's the Mask Winger. It is time for the Masked Winger. Hi, my name is, I think, uh, Thabo Caves, uh, and here are my clues. Are you ready, guys? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll start, should we say our names to the stop because we're not in the same yeah. room? Yeah. It's a mystery football situation, or footballer, rather. <laughs> have you got a box on your head? Well, I have anyway, so I, don't, I can't put another one on. What oh, do you mean you have anyway? Here, right? It's life imitating <laughs> art, isn't it? He's got the ISO box on. Yeah. Right, of I course. don't know why I keep on name checking Isovax. I genuinely think it's a bad product. Um, you, need, <laughs> I was, you, you, you need a bacon bucket on your head. He's still, still using it. He's still using Sorry. it. Still using it. Um, <laughs> That's great, Pick Dolls of Psyche, that is. I genuinely think it's a bad product, but I'm still going to use it. <laughs> well, I can't be in a lovely palatial DFS showroom like Marcus, so, you know. <laughs> right, number one. Clue number one. I was born on the 1st of May. 1981, which is a day after me. Luke, um, I'll go for um, Wesley Schneider. No, it's not Wesley Schneider, no. Marcus. All right. I'll go for Michael Carrick. No. Jim got none. <laughs> just uh, from 2001 to 2019, I made 80 appearances and scored six goals for my country. Between when, sorry? 2001 and 2019. Okay. Bloody hell, that's a good career. Mm. Isn't it? It's a very good career. Um, Marcus, Frank Lampard. No. Six goals for England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I played I played for 11 different teams in six different countries. Oh, Frank one of these pricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rude. Um, I won the treble in 2009, making 36 appearances for my team. There's 10 mm. clues, so I'll rattle through them. Okay. Uh, more treble impressively... Treble in 2009? Jim. Yeah. Uh, Sadu Keita. No. Rah. More Marcus. impressively, though. Sorry, Marcus. Silvino. No. <sighs> more impressively, I won the League Cup in 2011 with Birmingham. Ah. Uh, oh. Very nice. That is nice. Stop, Jim. Uh, Mauro Zarate? I thought you said stop the gym. Stop <laughs> all the gyms. Uh, no, incorrect, incorrect. Uh, next clue. I was, bo- I was called Zalberlehem. 
Zalberlaling, or Sorcerer's Apprentice, for my silky skills and dazzling tricks while playing for Stuttgart. Hmm. 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 Play for Birmingham as well. Hmm. I was the first player from my country ever to play in the Champions League. Marcus. Uh, Heidegger Jonsson? No. Luke. Is it Alexander Kleb? It is Alexander Kleb! Well played, sir. Yeah, give me a guitar riff. Yeah. Congratulations, Thanks, mate. mate. That was fitting. Well, yeah, he's Belarusian, wasn't he? From Belarus. He was, That's yeah. Right. I forgot he played for Birmingham. That's what um, threw it for me, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pete, can you bring a guitar to the studio when we're back in there? I quite yeah, like why it. has this never come out before? <laughs> can I give you... Uh, uh, it's a Pignos uh, guitar with an integrated uh, speaker, and I rate that product, so there we go. <laughs> we're not, we're, we don't have many ads on at the moment, so I'm doing my own. Um, Put that on your head, then. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the final clue for this really amuses me. Uh, Alexander Haleb's uh, married to a pop singer from a Belarusian uh, pop group called Topless. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Topless. I can't wait to find fame and fortune in a, in a girl band. What are we going to call it? Oh, fuck. it means what? Sorry, it means what in English? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me! Some tart chopping hits. Careful, tart yeah. chopping. Yeah. Tart <laughs> chopping. My goodness, Marcus Bella. How dare you, Peter? All right. <laughs> anyway, little before we go, a little reminder that we should be watching a, a new film, which I can't remember the title of for Pete's of film. Playing for keeps. keeps. <laughs> playing for keeps. Yeah. It looks so bad. It really does. We'll review that on Monday. Gerard yeah. Butler is Gerard Butlerist. Pete's fault. <laughs> Pete's fault. And Not Pete Donsnet is Pete Donsnist. It is. It very much is. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Myself and Jonathan Wilson are back tomorrow with another brilliant match from our Greatest Games uh, podcast, of course, and another fantastic guest. So get your lug holes around that one. Thanks very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thanks, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thanks, Luke Moore. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.